say what up Long Beach and a happy birthday to us. We are celebrating three years of the 562.org and we'd sing ourselves happy birthday, but then we'd have to pay the estate of Mildred and Patty Hill. Yes, that song did take two people to write. And apparently it takes three people to do this podcast. I am JJ Fiddler. I'm Mike Gernabasio. Uh Very familiar with weird birthdays as a leap year baby. So this is uh, this is right on target for me. And I'm Tyler Hendrickson. Where's my cake? <laughs> <laughs> we are celebrating three years, like I said. Uh, we kind of wanted to do this special edition of the podcast to peel the curtain back a little bit, show you guys how we put this together, the website, the shows, and everything that we do, covering local sports, the Long Beach community at large, uh, and also thank a lot of people because we cannot do this by ourselves. And I think first and foremost, we need to peel back the clock and talk about what happened three years ago this weekend. Uh, you know, Mike and I had been writing for a local newspaper, and we weren't anymore, and we kind of thought that that was the end of the road. But the community of Long Beach stepping up specifically on social media and telling us how much they would miss us if we weren't doing what we do really drove us to think, is it possible to do a community-funded, nonprofit organization in a city as big as Long Beach and cover sports the way it should be covered? locally and the reason why we were able to do that was because the long beach sports community was so strong so that's where i want to start this birthday party with just raising a glass our first third butt of the day and saying thank you to everybody who um basically just showed their love and give us given us an opportunity to show the love back to we um jj and i have been working together for 10 years at the point that we got laid off uh it was also the the point when we got laid off was also one of the first times we, we, you know, we had been for a few years, we've been making what I would call a sustainable income um, as sports writers. We'd always worked. It is a full-time job, but been compensated at, at a place where you were like, I'm doing this for the love. You, you were making enough to, we weren't starving to death or anything like that. Right. But we weren't, we weren't uh, going on cruises or something in the summer. And so we had this moment, we felt like we'd built to this place we won a bunch of awards. We had a really good audience. We felt the love all the time from the community. Um, and then we got laid off. And, you know, for me personally, um, I was depressed. I mean, I was super depressed. It was the first time in my professional career anyone had looked at me and been like, you're not good enough, you know? <laughs> and so I think I had so much sadness and, and kind of grief over it that when JJ and I got back from Torrance, where we had to go sign all of our paperwork to get laid off, um, I feel like I gave you an extra tight hug, not just because we were sad, but because I was like, I'm probably not going to leave my house for a month, you know, like, <laughs> and, uh, we put, I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. We put the, um, we put the tweet up saying we've been laid off and it was like, I think it got like 3 million engagements or something, but it was like literally more than a thousand people quote tweeted it. We heard it. Just, it felt like a funeral. I mean, it, did, it felt it felt like the good the good side of getting to see your own funeral. The amount of love was so overwhelming. And um, within 24 hours, Andy Kerr, who's uh, currently the publisher of the 562.org, had reached out to us and said, "If you guys want to start something as a nonprofit, I can show you how to do that, and I'd be happy to help you run it." Um, and so, f- for me, at least, driving home from being laid off, I don't know. I, I think JJ was in the same page, but I was not at all thinking of like, how can I continue this career? I was like, I'm done. You know, like this, we've worked for every publication in town. It's over. Um, and then like JJ said, we sort of got rescued out of that. 
Well, and and for me, I I had worked with you guys for for a, a solid five years um, before leaving um, and, and working. At, I was working at Long Beach State at the time, so I kind of had the. <laughs> partially inside because obviously we still kept in touch quite a bit but also the outside perspective of seeing this all happen and i vividly remember being on jury duty when all of this happened so i was at the new like long beach courthouse and so i was <laughs> like on my phone all the time but when we got breaks i would just like pull my phone out get on twitter and just see a bunch of new you know quote tweets and all the love and i'd be like oh my god misty may oh my god jp crawford <laughs> the mayor you know like all the all the um the love and and the feedback flooding in and so you know it was just a weird day being um in and out of of cell service basically but seeing all that and then and then talking to you guys and being like this is crazy. Like this is more than, you know, you could have really imagined in, in our wildest dreams. Cause you know, like you said, Mike, I mean, we had always um, like knew the audience was there and, and, and felt the love from the community, but you don't really see it until um, you know, it, it looks like it's about to be over. You know what I mean? And fortunately because of the overwhelming support, it's not over. And here we are now, three years later, um, your boy is back and, um, you know, things are, <laughs> things are humming along, but I mean, it still requires that, that urgency and that community support. You know, we haven't, uh, turned to the page on, on needing this to be a community funded, uh, organization, but, um, but making it three years so far and looking strong and growing the staff is, is a testament to the community and a testament to what you guys have done and the loyalty that you you've built from, uh, from the readership. And I'm, you know, I'm happy to be back, uh, a part of it and trying to help, uh, build this thing and make it long-term. It, it was less than two weeks from when we got laid off to when we had talked to Andy, decided we were going to keep going had come up with the name, the 562.org to signify that we were a nonprofit. Andy had begun filling out paperwork for us. We talked to our friend from college, Brian Dunning, um, and asked him to design us a logo for the 562.org, which he did, which is still our logo today, which you can get on your shirts and hoodies at uh, longbeach.ltd with the proceeds going to benefit the 562. Um, and then we had purchased the domain and Brian had started working on the website so that when we hosted the Century Club banquet, like the 5th or the 6th of February, I don't remember which, we announced on stage, we first of all went up on stage and got a standing ovation, which was the most surreal moment of my life, besides the tweet. Because you look out and it's Misty May and Tony Azevedo <laughs> and everyone giving you a standing O. And then we announced on that stage at the start of the banquet with like 700 people there, boom, it's going to be the 562.org. Here's the logo. Tyler and my wife, Char, are sitting at our banquet table, flipping all of the social media accounts over right away. <laughs> it was just like, and uh, I have no, I cannot fathom that that all happened as quickly as it did. Looking back on it now, it seems, um, it seems nuts. You know, it really does seem nuts. But, but you know what? It's because you needed to, you needed to cover championships. There was water polo championships coming up and you guys weren't going to let that slide. You knew you had to be there for the kids. Absolutely. We'll get to that for sure. But Tyler, or Tyler, you mentioned him and Mike, you mentioned him, Andy Kerr. I mean, we could not have done this as quickly or maybe even at all without his help. Uh, if you guys don't know Andy, he's a, he's a great member of the community who is involved in multiple organizations like ours that are community funded to, to help the community and, uh, and his help and guidance through all that paperwork and all that stuff that we didn't really know how to do. Uh, big shouts to Andy Kerr. We just we absolutely could not have done it without him. And it was his uh, recommendation to do the nonprofit model 
that we really looked into and now we all feel is the future of journalism. You know, ask yourself who you trust, what news source you trust. And I feel like the closer you get to your own home, the more trust is there. And we think that this model, this nonprofit model, the NPR of Long Beach News is really the future for all news. And, and his guidance in that was just invaluable. So big shouts to Andy. Well, and I think sort of building on that, JJ, obviously hedge funds are, are, are in the news right now for what's happening uh, with the stock market. And that's, that's a part of journalism. And so I think, you know, that's been a big issue with a lot of consolidation and, and, and newspapers locally, kind of those news deserts. And I think for those communities, a nonprofit model is perhaps a sustainable model for communities that want to have something and can fund it and, um, you know, make, kind of make it their own. And so we're trying to fill, you know, that that void in Long Beach and make sure that there's, you know, quality sports coverage and education and, you know, business reporting and all the expanded coverage that we've that we've gone into while sports has been shut down. So, um, you know, there are other models like it um, throughout the country and, and, and we're hoping to be part of that kind of movement so that it can be protected. You know, I mean, when there's, when you spread the, spread the control among the community, you know, you can, you can ensure that things can be around for a long time to come. Yeah. I, you know, we got asked from people who ended up being donors. Um, the, the number one thing we got, in my opinion, at the beginning from being a nonprofit was it allowed people to donate money and be able to write it off um, to help us start up because, you know, for JD and I, we just gotten laid off. I mean, I personally was not looking to jump into a job where I might lose it again after three months. So we set the goal of if we can raise a year's worth of money so that in worst case scenario, we go a year, then, you know, we'll try it. We were able to do that because it was a nonprofit. Um, but I just think that the best message it sends to the community is if the 562.org were to become the most successful local sports website in the history of America, um, we could not sell it to someone who wanted to do something else with it, right? The money would have to stay in the nonprofit. And the nonprofit is governed by a mission statement that was approved by the IRS and the state of California to give it nonprofit status. So were we to stumble into a million dollars, we would just be able to execute the game plan of, okay, now we're covering all the high schools that the you know that we covered at the old paper, we'd be covering the suburban league and the SUVL and Bosco and everything else. We'd be able to uh, do news coverage and you know maybe have a podcast network. At no point would it be like, okay, cool, we're successful, we're cashing out, we're taking our money and we're leaving. That's literally not legally an option. So um, I think that's a wonderful message. The longer we're around, because as it was recently pointed out to JJ and I. Um, the 562.org has now been around longer than the Long Beach Register, which was a daily newspaper founded with by you know a couple of billionaires. Um, it's been around longer than the District Weekly, which was the publication JJ and I both worked at right out of college. Um, making it three years as a startup media enterprise, much less the city's first nonprofit outlet, is huge. It's crazy. So that's I love JJ's idea to kind of talk about this stuff a little bit. Um, because we do get asked to, we just spoke to Ali Morales, who we covered at Wilson, uh, for the, you know, the Illinois sports business, uh, conference, we get asked to tell this story because it's kind of a unique one. And, um, it's sort of just dawning on me how lucky we are, I guess. I mean, I've, I've been appreciative of that, but to really see like, wow, three years is a, that's a real stretch, you know, and, and we feel great about year four. 
uh, as we get closer to this weekend. This weekend, when uh, hopefully we'll have more news about sports coming back, obviously we'll talk about that in a minute. But I also wanted to mention our advertisers, namely Naples Rib Company. We've been doing this for three years at 562.org, but Naples Rib Company has been sporting local sports coverage through us for a decade. I mean, they, they got on board real quick. And, uh, and they've been so supportive uh, throughout everything that's happened in our careers, uh, but also everything that's happened in Long Beach. And I love that we get to do the reads, uh, ad reads on this thing for Naples Rib Company because there is a special feeling I get when I plug something that I really like, right? I've worked enough jobs where I was selling things I didn't really believe in, both on the phone and in person. But to be able to be like Naples Rib Company, they're the title sponsor at the 562.org. And I actually love Naples Rib Company. You, you can't ask for much more than that, man. So Dave Rossini and everybody at Naples Rib Company, their support through this last year specifically has, uh, has been just absolutely incredible. It is, it is not a fire fest situation. We, we believe in it. We've been there. <laughs> Food. It's a lot better than those. I got, I got my hog pack order in for the Super Bowl this weekend. You know, I mean, yeah, we genuinely love it. I love being, it's a, it's a business. I love being associated with people. will see JJ and I, not just in games, but out in the wild at dinner or at the grocery store and say brought to you by Naples Rib company. Right, uh, so, yeah, sometimes I feel like our sheer presence at a location was provided by <laughs> Naples. Like, <laughs> as if, like we wouldn't have been born without, Naples Rib Company. <laughs> they fuel um, us. Yeah, it does. It does sort of feel that way. But yeah, just a long time dedicated, loyal sponsor. Um, not just us, but for a lot of different, you know, obviously with Long Beach State as well. I mean, uh, Naples Rib Co kind of synonymous with the Long Beach sports scene and um, just a, a blessing for us and, and for the community to have um, have people like Dave that are, you know, so willing to kind of give back and, you know, and, and, and make sure the institutions can can remain around intact the way people want them to be. Well, and Dave is, uh, I mean, he's one of those guys who makes Long Beach feel like the small town, right? I mean, there's things about Long Beach that make it feel like a big city, but um, the fact that the Wilson golf CIF championship coach and the poly football CIF championship coach both get a, you know, their banquet at Naples Rib Company, it just gives you that feeling that's like, you watch Friday Night Lights and there's the car dealer, right? And it's like, well, in Long Beach, we got a guy who owns his barbecue place who just loves taking care of local teams and, <laughs> you know, and athletes. We're all very lucky to have him. So I also wanted to shout out some other sponsors. Uh, the Betts is. Uh, you know, they were one of the local real estate people, but they're also just uh, friends of ours and been supporters of ours uh, throughout their son, Chris Betts's career before and after. Uh, and they, you know, they jumped on real early when we first started this thing, we were like, where, where can we get local community involvement where they're getting exposure, but they're also supporting the thing and blah, blah, blah. And they were the, one of the first ones who, uh, who jumped on board. So if you don't, please get on the website right now and subscribe to our e-letter. Uh, it comes, you know, a couple times a week and the bets are on there and they've been, they've been on there for a while. Um, so we also couldn't do it uh, without people like that. But I, I'm gonna. I might be messing up your order here, but I'm gonna. Uh, I just want to bring up Marilyn Bull, um, who you know, if you know Long Beach sports, uh, you know Bull Diamond at Blair Field is named for Marilyn Bull. Um, her sister is Arlene Walter, who Mike and Arlene Walter uh, Pyramid is named after. And um, Marilyn, the thing about running your own, um, even a nonprofit like the Five Six Two, the thing about running your own deal is that. Um, JJ and I had full-time jobs and we were just sports writers. Uh, there was no moment we were just sports writers where I felt like, oh, I have so much free time. <laughs> I'd like to also take on running a business. Um, 
And Marilyn was someone who, you know, came to us at the exact right moment um, when we needed somebody to help us feel like we had support and not just the support of the community at large, but the support of someone um, who was willing to really step up and say, you know, not just, hey, it's great that you covered my kid or you covered this school that I went to, but I just think that the whole community should have this and I want to step up and make sure that that happens. Um, and she's just like, I, I, I don't know, we should probably tell her this more, but I just worry about like weirding her out. I just like, there've been so many times when I'm stressed about my job and I think about the fact that Marilyn Bull cares enough about what we're doing that like, even though she's never heard of the kid I'm writing about, you know, that she cared enough to, to become the title sponsor of the website. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's just been really significant to me. Um, she's on our uh, nonprofit board uh, of directors as well. So we get to check in with her regularly. Um, but she's just one of those people where you're again, like we'd always felt like for 10 years, we're doing something good. People are always saying such nice things to us. Um, you know, and when we started the five, six, two, it was partially because of those good feelings, but you know, <laughs> Marilyn was the one who had the ability to step up and like actually make the, the sentiment into a reality in terms of support. So um, I don't know. I, I don't think I could ever explain the significance of that to me on a personal level, much less, you know, for the, the 562. Oh, absolutely. Mike, well said. And, you know, Marilyn's the type of person and, you know, Mike and Arlene, you know, I would put into that category as well, or, you know, people that make any community, but specifically for us in Long Beach special, you know, and, and it's, it makes the difference, you know, I mean, I, I don't know that we would still be around or been able to add a third person to the to the fold to expand the coverage without Marilyn and her support and um, you know we're just so fortunate to have to have her on the on the team and and so invested in in the youth and in sports you know that's her her life story is you know is, is heavily related to sports you know um, and and so <laughs> there's not there's not a more passionate dirtbags fan you know <laughs> when you go to Bull Diamond at Blair Field you'll hear her and <laughs> see her at at basically every game um, I mean there obviously are occasionally some conflicts um, she can't be there for all of them but you know traveling and you know she she knows her stuff and so um, it's it's really cool to see someone that's so passionate and interested and invested in the work that you're doing. And then also um, steps up and supports it um, in, in such a huge way. So yeah, we're incredibly grateful to Marilyn and, um, and for her support and, and bringing more people into the fold, you know, and, and encouraging people to say, Hey, you like sports, you know, you you're from Long Beach or, you know, you live in Long Beach. You, you need to support these guys. These are, you know, they're doing it the right way and, and, and helping the community. And so we're, we're so uh, grateful for, for everything that she's done over the years. Beautiful thing about working together for as long as we have, Mike, that was next on my list. You were like, oh, that's a order. That's, that's how long we've been working together. We just know that. I also wanted to bring up, because you guys are absolutely right and said it so perfectly about Marilyn. Uh, one of the first times, I mean, this was early in our careers. One of the first times we saw Marilyn outside of Long Beach uh, her and her twin sister were at, I believe it was Jordan high school. If I'm not mistaken, it was like a Martin Luther King day, uh, event where they were doing like seven games back to back. Um, and Mayfair was there. Yes. Kyle, Kyle Richardson, uh, who ended up going to long beach state, uh, had like verbally committed to long beach state the week before or something. And he's playing for Mayfair at Jordan and we're there. It's like nine o'clock on a holiday Monday. I totally and, forgot about this. And yes. across and across the, the court, we're like, is that 
Walter, is that Marlene Walter and Marilyn Bolt? What's going on? Why are they here? And then it immediately clicked. Oh, they're scouting the newest Long Beach State men's basketball player. And I, I think that was the first moment we were like, okay, so they're not they're not just there to hang out. They're, they're super it. fan. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just remember that being a very cool moment. And little did we know at that point how important she would be to uh, to Long Beach sports coverage. But uh, but yeah, putting in the hard hours putting in the hard work, coming in on the holidays to make sure they know what's happening. Right. No, they're in it. That's, that's, that's the thing. Like they really are in it and care and go, go that extra mile. Um, it makes me so miss covering basketball tournaments where you get like, you know, four games and whether it's pack shores or, um, you know, those full days of, of hoop where you got multiple teams to cover, um, soon guys soon. Soon, soon. You you mentioned the board of directors, and I definitely wanted to shout them out too, uh, like Joe and Debbie. Uh, you know, obviously, Mike, your wife, Char, um, uh, Brian. We mentioned before uh, our other friend Ryan Thies. Uh, you know, so such important um, things in our life is being surrounded by good, smart people. You know, we we wanted to work with our friends in in this job, and we've been able to do that. And uh, the board has been so supportive through all of our ideas, the good the good ones and the bad. That uh, they've been right there through it all. And we've actually got two new members, which we're really excited about: uh, Dan Gooch and Didi Rossi. If you know anything about raising money in Long Beach, you know exactly who Dan Gooch and Didi Rossi are, uh, and they are now members of the board of directors. So you know, with, with those meetings, we have one the other day. Uh, it, it feels so good to know that those people who really do have a lot of sway here in the city uh, support what we're doing and and, and want to be involved. Um, I, I know for a fact the 562.org board member meetings are the most entertaining board member meetings in the history of board member meetings. <laughs> it's, it is nice that we have so many people who support us. And I, I would add, uh, you know, some of the, a lot of the names you just mentioned have also been you know, major donors to the site. And so, you know, you can, you can see the names of those people. The Century Club uh, made a, a, a really significant donation to us when we were starting. Um, the Long Beach Unified School District, uh, the Moore League specifically made a donation. Um, and, you know, St. Anthony High School. So, you know, that was really significant. All of those were really significant pieces for us in the beginning, uh, which is why we have that sort of donor wall. If you click on the 562100 on the website, but um, it's just, it's, it, it, I'll be honest with you, it's a little bit awkward for me. I mean, I, you know, JJ and I, it was fun producing content, but I'd never had to, I've never done a sales job. I specifically never wanted to do a sales job. So when we were starting it up, having to go and ask people who, in a lot of these cases, I mean, I'm very close with Joe and Debbie, you know, having to go ask your friends to write you checks, is, it's a really... I don't want to run for political office. I don't want to be an athletic director, right? Like I'm not supposed to have had to have done that, <laughs> at least in the life that I chose. But um, everyone's been so great and they've made it not awkward by, you know, by their responses. And, and uh, I don't know, I'm just, I, I was, we, we just had a board meeting earlier this week um, where we were kind of talking about some of this stuff. And I, I was kind of doing some reflecting since then just on how lucky we are to, have ended up in the city we are, you know, like JJ would always say, if we were just in Fullerton or in, in the IE where he grew up, like you just couldn't do a publication like this. Um, and Al Austin, who's a Long Beach councilman said the same thing. I did a feature a couple of weeks ago about Ray Graham. And that was what Al said. It didn't make it into the story, even though it was such a great quote. He said like, how many, how many Raymond Grahams do you think there are in Riverside and Corona? 
um, or in LA, but are just in communities that don't come together around kids like this. And so didn't have someone to kind of lift him out of the circumstances he was in. Um, you know, the, the things we've had to deal with are very different than the life and death things that a lot of the kids we cover go through. But at the same time, we've still also been uplifted by that community um, time and time again, not just with, with this, but at every publication we've been at um, and every time we've asked people for support. So, you know, I, I can't help but feel really touched and, and moved by that every time I, I think about it. Well, and, and we're continuing to try to, to push that, elevate, um, and, can, and keep growing this thing. Um, and, and that means, you know, getting more people in the fold. That means telling more of those stories, covering more games, uh, providing more to the community. But it, it's with the community's help, you know. And we've gotten some new sponsors uh, recently. I want to shout out the Ocean Law Center uh, for coming on as, as a sponsor of ours most recently uh, here at the start of the year, um, and, and as well as our, our grassroots efforts with our Patreon subscribers. You know, I mean, we've got you know some people on there a dollar a month, five dollars, ten bucks, um, you know, up to fifteen, twenty, uh, whatever people can give, and uh, you know that's the that's the best way for us to kind of you know, grow that base of knowing, you know, hey, we've got this level of, uh, of continued and consistent support. All of that is tax deductible. And, and honestly, you know, there's even ways uh, to help us out, even if you aren't in a position financially. I mean, we know as this year has been incredibly tough on, on so many people um, financially and, and, and with, with, you know, their health as well. So, um, you know, we understand that not everyone's in a position to give at this moment, but, you know, even if it's sharing or retweeting or, you know, telling other people in the community about like, Hey, do you know this website that covers sports? Um, you know, whether it's on Amazon smile, where you can make a percentage of all your purchases get donated to us. There, there's a lot of little ways to, you know, to help us out or, or just to continue to read the website and, and share the, share the content that we put out. You know, we're all, we're all in this together and able to help um, in our own different way. And, uh, if you do want to contribute to the website, there's a subscribe button. You can donate directly. There's a tab that says support the five, six, two, that has all the information on how you can give. And of course you can always reach out to us. Our, our email addresses are incredibly simple. Mike, <laughs> JJ, Tyler at the five, six, org. Um, if you have, you know, a business that, you know, you want to sponsor, um, if you're interested in making a, a larger gift to, you know, to be part of the five, six, two, 100, um, you know, or if you need any, any details on how to become a subscriber, we, we definitely appreciate that help. And, and we couldn't do it without you Long Beach. So Tyler actually mentioned what I was going to talk about next a little bit earlier. And it was that first event that we covered. We're, we're stomping all over your script today. <laughs> just familiarity, man. It's just familiarity. Uh, yeah. So it was the first event that we covered. It was the CIF girls water polo in Irvine at Woolit aquatic center. And we did, we probably shouldn't have started that fast. We probably should have taken it slow, you know, worked our way back into it and all that stuff. But that year, was one of the best girls water polo seasons in the history of Long Beach, if not the best, because you had both Long Beach Poly and Wilson both playing in CIF championship games on the same day. So that first day where we're like trying to explain to people what the 562.org is and then also covering these incredible moments. You know, Mike was working the um, article on the first game while I did the video and then he did the video on the second game while I did the article. Like It was all working together just as it has always had but that Wilson championship and the backstory on that group, um, you know, um, Cameron Kruger, the goalie, it probably shouldn't have been that good, right? 
But her mom passes away tragically. The aquatics family of Wilson just completely surrounds her with love and support and everything. And she comes out and has that dream season, and they win that championship, the first girls' water polo championship in school history. And if we weren't there doing it, that would not have been reported. Not the way that we were doing it, not the way that it should have been reported, and not the way that those girls deserved it to be reported. And I think at that moment when I was like, maybe we shouldn't have come back this fast, but at the same time we needed to, like the glory of Long Beach sports delivered us back into this life. I'll, I'll just never forget that team uh, and that moment. Um, you know, Barry O'Day doing the front flip into the pool. I wanted to do a front flip into the pool. <laughs> I was so excited to be back on the job, man. Well, it was a full day too. I mean, Polly had lost the CIF championship right before that. But so like for the Moore league, we'd had one CIF championship appearance ever in girls water polo. And then we had two playing back to back on the same day. Uh, it was a, the, the whole day was crazy. And it, I, it was uh, Eric Berg after the Wilson girls win came up to us and was like, did you guys, you guys started your, you started the new thing. And we were like, yeah, man, like, you know, making history, like couldn't miss it. And he like, he got emotional. He was like tearing up and he was like, so I tell everyone, man, like, that's why I love you guys. Like you guys really care about these kids. It was just like, it was like the sweetest, most heartfelt message. And it was like, we've always said, sometimes you, you kill yourself over a story or you, like, you're really busting hard. And like, you just need that one person to be like, I understand, you know, I understand how hard you worked on this. I, I understand how good this is. And like, that was Bergy <laughs> on that one day was just like, I know that it probably didn't make sense for you to launch this website today, but I appreciate that you did it for the kids, you know? <laughs> well, and it's great that we can kind of look back on that game with, it was one of our five, six, two classic videos that, that we went back on and kind of expanded on. And it was cool to go behind the scenes uh, you know, I wasn't there with you guys, but uh, just, you know, hearing about that and knowing all the other stories and and you're right, JJ, and it now is a part of history that's accessible, you know, it's tangible and going back for, you know, all the years that you guys have done this, um, you know, back to 2008, you know, having those videos um, as, you know, kids can go back and enjoy um, and we've seen that on, on social media, you know, kids that are now um, in their, you know, mid to late twenties and, and they're going back and being like, Oh, the glory days, you know, it's got, you know, your guys calls on there, maybe not as uh, energetic in the early years, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just great that, that they have those memories that are going to be preserved hopefully forever. As long as YouTube has enough servers. They're, they're bad, Tyler. You can say it. Those first videos are not very good, but as Mike, the, the best videos in the world of those games though, <laughs> as Mike always likes to point out, they're not good, but people loved them. <laughs> people were all over them immediately. So we knew we were on the right track. Uh, but before we get out of here, I did want to give us an opportunity to tell the people who have followed us and followed local sports, something that they may not know, right? Something that, uh, that they see it happen in, we're at the game, video goes up or whatever. Let's let's give somebody something they don't know. And I think a perfect one is Mike loves candy, you guys. To the point where when we were first recording highlights in 2008, we would be at his kitchen counter getting ready for the highlight and he would reach over and grab a Starburst from whatever bowl of candy was nearest. And I, I always looked at him like, Mike, we're about to do a highlight video. I can't have you chomping on candy. I can't tell you how many times I sat there and waited for you to be done with your purple or uh, pink starburst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, if I could give a brief behind the scenes thing about myself, um, because I've mentioned this to a couple of high school students recently, they didn't believe me. I was very shy when JJ and I started working together, um, to the extent that when we were at the district right out of college, I was literally turning down paid work because I was like, I can't go introduce myself to a stranger. Are you out of your mind? (laughs) Um, and like, I mean, that's true. Like, and I'm not shy around my friends, you know, which is, which is how JJ and I knew each other and everything else. But, um, the idea that I like very confidently could go stand up on a stage in front of 500 people I don't know and like be funny and confidently deliver lines and then kind of cash out and get out of there with that and not be stressed about it before or after at all. Um, that would not have made any sense to me 13 years ago. So I, I, I would say, this job has changed everything about my life, including in a lot of ways that you wouldn't um, necessarily expect. <laughs> uh, but a behind the scenes thing um, that I would mention about JJ is uh, <laughs> he's also, by the way, hilariously got a sweet tooth, but uh, just also possesses more self-control in that arena. <laughs> As <laughs> <laughs> than I do, as do my, as do many. Um, the reason I bring that up, by the way, is that part of the reason I would snack so much when we first started working is I was just really nervous. I was just really like stage fright, terrified of like, I have to say some stuff right now and people are going to listen to it. <laughs> you know, it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, JJ is a huge uh, Everton fan, which people, uh, I think know, but what you might not know is that JJ very frequently would like work until three o'clock in the morning <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> his lunatic will be up at like 6am to watch Everton on a Saturday. <laughs> I would just be like, I'd be trying, I'd be getting ready to go to an LBCC football game or something at like 6pm and he'd be knocked out asleep. And it was like, Oh yeah, because he's been up for 48 hours. <laughs> and I, as someone who's brought the donuts, I can confirm <laughs> something that I've also partaken in. Um, And honestly, the worst part about it is it's usually like a great night of work, but like long, you know, and we're tired and we're like, all right, here we go. We made it. And the game usually ended up being disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) What Everton does to you. So it was never like, Hey, we're going to see stay up and like watch this win and cap it with where it's always going to be like, ah, well, good thing we didn't lose. I get, we held on for the draw or it's unlucky, (laughs) unlucky. Uh, That easily could have been a two, one win. And instead we lost one nil. Proper Everton, that for sure. I have a behind the scenes story about Tyler that people who know him probably know, but general readers of the site probably don't, which is that Tyler was a child actor. Um, So I've known Tyler since he was a short, uh, tiny little kid because he was best friends with my brother from like preschool through fifth grade. And they went to different middle schools and they went to high school together. But um, the, at some point when you guys were at mini Gantt together, Matt came home and told me that you were also an actor. And we literally thought he was making it up, obviously. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but Tyler played young Doug or young Kevin James on the King of Queens. Um, so, which is, uh, a f- I have seen you drop people's jaws with that 
I don't know, at least a half dozen times. And it's all, it's my favorite like party trick that any of my friends have is you bringing up that you're on like a widely syndicated sitcom when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, especially because you just never know who's going to know the show. And so it's always like, because I don't bring it up. I'm not that kind of guy that's like, every time I meet someone, I was like, oh, you know, I was on this show like 10 years ago. Um, so, but it, sometimes it'll just... And now it's like 20 at this point, which is wild. But um, it, whenever it somehow comes up, like if someone ever mentions the show or mentions acting or whatever, yeah, sometimes like one of my closest friends who worked with us, Chris Trevino, we've known him for months, like at least yeah, six yeah. months or something, covering games together and everything. And it just like randomly came up at some passing league thing. And he like turned me and like looked me and was like are you serious right now and he like freaked out about it and like had to call his mom immediately and let her know it was <laughs> it was this whole thing i was just like i don't know man i it's just it's a thing about me and i when it comes up you know i've had i've signed scripts for people you know like uh athletes that are that love the show and and people are like they freak out they're like do you want to get a picture with me and it's like we've been friends for like five years <laughs> <laughs> I, ha I have to reveal the strangest, uh, maybe the single most surreal moment of our career is you and I were walking into a poly football practice and it was Omari Lyles, correct? Goes, um, yeah. Hey, uh, were you on King of Queens? And this very, this does, it doesn't happen a lot. It happens occasionally. So I was like, okay, this is cool. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I played young Doug. And then he immediately was like, yeah, I was on that show too. <laughs> We were both like, wait, what? <laughs> and it's totally true. He was. <laughs> like, he was yeah. like on, on an episode. And it, yeah, that was like totally mind blown. I had the experience that other people have um, in that moment of being like, that's, that's unbelievable. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's some fun behind the scenes stuff. One thing I, I did want to mention about the early days of the videos that people might not know is that you guys really had to like memorize everything you wanted to say. And those were long videos. That was, it got to the point where I don't know whose idea this was or how this came together, where we added subtitles to the videos to delete them later when we did our voiceovers. But those early days were tough because you just had to remember or write down all those facts and like look away. Couldn't write it down. Stats yeah. and information. It would, it would, writing it down would mess you up. So you just, I, I, I just mentioned to JJ in a thing we recorded earlier, Tyler, that Jerry Stone just put up a clip from one of those videos on his Instagram and it, wow. he has the audio in it. So as I was scrolling through Instagram, I hear my own 23-year-old dopey voice go, and there he goes. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man. <laughs> Got to start somewhere. Yeah, we did. We, as, and as I said in that thing, we warmed up in public, uh, but we feel much more confident and comfortable with where we are now, which is, uh, which is doing the job we love. And it's covering sports here in Long Beach, covering the schools. You know, right now at the 562.org, you can see stories about – the local high schools and Long Beach State, both very close to coming back. It has been a very, very long year and a lot of different articles written by us and other people at the website. Uh, but it's going to feel real good to get back out there and do some highlight videos and give you guys the coverage that you, uh, that you know and love. Um, and to be able to do that, you know, right now as we're celebrating three years and, and, and we're, we've been successful and we're, we're ready to do another year. I mean, we are just so lucky. Um, so get on the website see those stories, subscribe, spread the word. Finally, I wanted to make sure we thank the Gazette newspapers and obviously Long Beach Post 
for supporting the 562.org. Uh, really lucky to be able to do this show and the other videos and the education coverage with Long Beach Post. Um, you know, when we started a website in 2008, people didn't really know what we were doing, but we saw the future. You know, been podcasting since 2007, been doing stuff on YouTube since 2008. Uh, we thought that this was going to be a thing. It is a thing now, and we are just so lucky and thankful to be able to do it in such an incredible city uh, as Long Beach. Do you guys want to say anything before we get out of here and uh, cut the cake? No, I'm just excited about the cake. We'll put some pink Starburst on top and have a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that there actually would be a cake. So now I'm like really excited and prepared to hold you guys to it publicly. But yeah, <laughs> I just want to say it's great to to be back on the team. Um, it's not this year has not gone the way I was expecting it to go, or really anyone. Um, but yeah, we just really appreciate the support. We're excited to get back to to covering games. And uh, if you want to help us out, there's all those ways that I mentioned earlier, you know, head to the website, 562.org. Um, you know, you can email us, you can subscribe or, or donate directly on those websites. So thank you to all of our subscribers, donors, sponsors, uh, readers, athletes, everything, coaches. Thank you guys so much for, for all that you do. And, you know, we wouldn't be here without you guys. We do this show every week. So if it's the first time you're listening to it, please come back and enjoy all of the Long Beach coverage that we have to offer. At the 562.org. So for Mike and for JJ and for Tyler, you're JJ. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon, Long Beach. Stay safe. Love you. <laughs>